Shalom Aleichem and welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat. I've been to quite a few seums on Seder Mayed, and one of the first things people come over to me and tell me is how much they enjoy listening to your breakdowns and the history of the Svarim on the Mesechtis. And when is Mesechtis Yavamis coming? So here it is. Mesechtis Yavamis has arrived, and Mesechtis Yavamis is the gateway to the Mesechtis that I learned in the Yeshivas, a lot of Svarim written on Lamdis, so we'll get to some of those. But as an introduction to the Mesechta, Rebbe Leezer, what do you want to start with? Um, just very briefly is that in Yeshiva, one usually gets to learn parts of Nashim Hazikin, just parts, but joining the Dafiyomi now, you gain that you get to enjoy a little Lamdis at the same time, obviously on a much faster pace than Yeshiva, but you get to finish these Mesechtas. Um, today, as opposed to Back in the day, at least my day, the new, there were numerous new tools to make it easier to, to do this. For example, on Oldaf, they have all types of shiurim and all different focusing of different types of shiurim, if you're interested. Um, for Yavamas, they brought in some new uh, material that also is very useful. In general, I have to admit, there is Art Scroll Gemara, both in Hebrew and English. They're very useful, and it, it should, one should not necessarily be embarrassed, at least for Yavamas, to use it. There's also the Masifta from Ois Okay. Um, thank you for the plug for Oldaf. Wow. And we got to send the plug to Art Scroll uh, over to them as well. Rabbi Eliezer, are there any specific tips? There are all kinds of picture books out there. Maybe you'll talk about when did the picture book phenomenon start? Has it been around for a very long time? But any specific tips you could offer people as they embark on the journey of Masechus Yavamis? So a personal small tip is the pen and paper. Old-fashioned. Basically, when one is learning something very complicated with charts and stuff like that, if one himself does the writing down of making the charts, it usually has a much greater impact than reading a a ready-made chart. Of course, sometimes time doesn't allow. Charts do help that are printed. But personally, um, the Mishnah over here, some people say it's buying a pen, and it will be very apropos in, for Mesechtas Yavamas to go out, just to spend a little time writing down even some of the charts for yourself to help you understand. And do you want to comment on anything that's out there on the market today that's not something that you're familiar with? So, so I can't, I don't, I, what I could say is as follows. I cannot say about all the different ones that are out there today. There's new ones coming out. Um, I just saw this week a few more came out. I didn't even bother to writing down the names, but I could say in general, I do not know how far back it goes, but um, which would be an interesting um, thing, a question to answer, to find the answer to that question would be interesting. However, um, in the previous um, presentation, we spoke about Aurelia Gutmacher. So I mentioned, and I said, I'll get back to it now, is his son died young. Um, tragically, he spoke a drop about that. So Rabbi Gutmacher put out two swarm of the sun. One was on Masechtas Kinim, and one was on Masechtas Yavamas. The sefer, it's called Nachlas Tzvi, and what was it? On Yavamas, his son made a sefer, a, to make it easier for people, he made diagrams on the whole Masechta. The son writes, and the son writes that when one learns Masechtas Yavamas, which Budafiyami already started, so people already know, um, you have to, it's, you have to keep, you have to keep, your head has to be focused a lot with all the different family members and for all the different aspects in certain parts, it gets very confusing. So he writes by Rijos in the Sagdama that don't be embarrassed. This is what you should, you should, he's doing it. He's making these charts and, and it's available on Hebrew books. And he says some people, which is now, and he talks a little bit about it, um, the benefits of doing it. It's, it has an impact when you see a tmuna, a picture, it has an impact on the person 
more than just hearing about it, which is definitely very, very true. Um, and he says it sounds like he, he anticipated that people would be upset about images. Um, um, and he says, don't don't worry about it. He says a lot of times new things come out and people are upset about them when they come out. People are scared of the new, but no, you should embrace it. I mean, he's encouraging a safer, although he wasn't alive when the safer actually does come out. So you can't say that he was pushing it. But anyway, point is, he held it was a very important tool. So just to mention, in general, the tool, which is a lot to say about it, it, it plays out in a lot of Masechtas. Um, a lot of areas are only learning. If you have the visual aids, which we have today, Olbaf has put out on some Masechtas even, I think on Rosh Hashanah they had Shafer and other Masechtas, um, Psachim with Matzah, how it's made, and um, wine. A lot of times it helps one understand it. Now, just, so just to say two things about that, is that Deris gave a Askama way back, um, about a safer on Hilchashchito that the person was going to put out with pictures, and the Adaris said, I had great Hana seeing this because it helps when one sees it. Uh, even though in those days they, they were accustomed to seeing animals, but seeing animals, uh, seeing the pictures, the diagrams, and when you learn Chulun, and when you get there, you talk more about it over there, but the, he encouraged it. Um, and one other one other uh, maramakam about this is I used to hear a shear from a, a, Yid, a Ger Hasid in Yerushalayim, Ramesha Yadler. He wrote many svarim on Hilcha Shabbos. And he's, one of the things he's famous for is dealing with the, he's one of the first people, very big Isaac, in the bottle caps, on opening up bottles on Shabbos. Today there's numerous books, both in Hebrew and in, and in English on, this, on the subject, but he's one of the first people that wrote about it and he was in correspondence and he spoke to personally with the various G'daylim, especially with Shem and Orbach, and Rebel Yashif. So he mentioned more than once in the shir. He, when he gives shir about these topics, he had a huge bag of every type of bottle, container, everything. And if a new one would come out on the market, he would be, make sure to buy it and have it in his bag. And when he give these shir, he would show it to everyone and to be able to understand everything going on. Make a long story short, he, every time a new one come out, he would run to Rosh Hashanah So what, when one of them, uh, a new bottle method was came out in, the, in that period of time, he ran to Rosh Hashanah he asked him, could you write a tshuva about it? He went to talk to Rosham Zalman, and Rosham Zalman um, told him all different things, and he said, I, I can't remember all the things he told me. Could you write it down? So Rosham Zalman said, no problem. First, write up all your issues, write it to me, and I'll give you an answer. And he comes back a few days later, he gets a call that the tshuva's ready. The son who called him up told him Rosham Zalman sat for the past three days with a soda bottle on the table, and he kept on screwing it on and off. As he was writing these chuvas, which he deals with the lumbus and explanation why he reaches his psakim. But anyway, a lot of times seeing it, helps immensely, and therefore I'm not against at all if this is a, a, a tools and people use now modern tools, at least uh, visual aids for Yavamas especially, it's very um, helpful. Okay, thank you for that. Hearing how different G'daylam throughout the generations use visuals, very interesting. I know you spoke about when we were learning Mayur Katan, before Mayur Katan, about the dangers of the Masechta and what was written about that throughout the generations. You mentioned something about Yavamis. Do you want to repeat it or say something about that now? Yeah, yeah I'm just going to say, we then we spoke more about Rikas about it, but just the Knesak Daila, um, I said that he heard that in Kushta, um, that they did not learn Erevin Nidon Yavamis, and he said that it had something to do with the Rasha Tevis Ani, we spoke about that. Um, I brought that Reb Chaim, uh, there was a manuscript of a Sefer from Reb Chaim Vital that says one has to be careful to learn when one learns Masechtas, Yavamis. And he and he said the reason was that uh, um, what happened, the Rizal died while learning Masechtas Yavamis while, um, with his Talmudim. So he also 
attributed something behind Masechtas Yavamis, being very careful, but a little more behind it, we mentioned then Barichos, the Yosef Oymetz and Reb Chaim Ulma, they talk about it and that they, there was an Eitzah to fast before the Masechta and it was actually done by certain places they used to fast. Akopanim, but throughout the generations, as will be obvious through this presentation, people learned Yavamis, Rishonim and Achreinim. Fascinating. Fine. So let's get back to what we usually do. We talk about the Rishonim, the Achreinim, some of the more recent Achreinim, especially now that we get into the more Lamnish and Masechtis, there's many more to talk about. So just to put this out there, Amir Tashem, Rabbi Eliezer, would love to do a special presentation on the Aruch Lener. We hope that day will come in the near future. The Aruch Lener has a very thick volume on Yuvamis. So you want to start with the Rishayim now? So I'm going to start with just two points about the Gemara, then we'll move right away into the Rishonim. Okay, number one is that um, we've mentioned in the past that for manuscripts of the Gemara, there's the Chibar of the Diktuke Seifim, Rabbi Fal Nasan Nata Rabinovich. He begins it in the 1860s, and he finishes. He dies suddenly in 1888, So and he finishes up, he doesn't get to do much of, of Nashim. Um, it took a long time for it to be finished, but many years later, Mechon Talmud Yisraeli successfully finished um, Nashim. And it's very useful for the Gersais. They collected numerous, numerous Gersais from all different places, and very useful. One could get it, I believe, on Eitzar Chachma. Uh, interesting recent work, just to mention, is a, is a someone from Lakewood. It's called Nuscha Yeshara. Someone, his name is um, Rabbi Kramer. And here he also deals with different questions one can answer. He deals with the Gersais and he, using different tools, including the Dikdu Gersai from Ashalim, to answer up different, um, some p- things relating to the Gersais out there. He also has an interesting introduction and a, and a piece in the back explaining the significance of Gersais and Gemara in general and who was Isaac in it, a little bit about it. Okay. But um, that's all for the topic of the Gemara. Um, okay. So let's get right into the Rishonim. Okay. So Rishonim, so as I've quoted in the past, first we have the Chida. I've quoted a few times. He has a list which Rishonim are out there. So he says there's a Ritva, Rajba, Ramban, and a Tysis Rush. Tysis Rush is first printed in 1776. Um, I believe it might even have come from the Chida. Okay. In general, as a, before before just going into uh, briefly a few Rishayim, the two ideas, when, wh- how does one find out which Rishayim there are in Masechtas? I've mentioned in the past, there's an excellent work, Saria Ella from Menachem Kasher. Menachem Kasher collected the various Rishayim that was printed on each Masechta, giving some information about it. And on Masechtas Yivamas, he has a few uh, uh, nice amount of entries, but it's outdated because it was completed in the, se- in the 1970s. Recent, some Masechtas, not too many Masechtas, someone tries um, to co- collect the different Mepharshim um, that are out there. One such Masechta is Masechtas Yavamas. There's a fellow, I've, also I think I quoted him more than once, his name is Rabbi Aaron Gabai, prolific writer. He has a lot of material, one can find it on the internet. And he has a Sefer on Yavamas, Rinas Aaron. In the Sefer, he has a long arichos of listing out all the Rishonim that there are, with in-depth discussions about them, which are best editions and the significance of them and all the different tumults that come up about the different issues relating to Rishayim. Very interesting. If one wants a copy of this um, section relating to the Rishayim, it's a nice amount, 30-something pages, um, feel free to email me at eliezerbrut at gmail.com and I will send, out this P- I will send you this PDF, a quick, easy read, 
and you could get a, a clear understanding of all the Rishonim out there. We're obviously not going to mention all the Rishonim and all the different aspects of all the Rishonim, um, but there is such a there is such a tool at least for Yavamis. Okay, but more specifically, so the Gedolei Rishonim um, are on the Sechtas Yavamis, but as I've pointed out in the past, we did not have them throughout the generations. The first time. The um, Lamashal, the Ramban, is first printed from manuscript only in the 1740s, and then the next time it's printed is in 1837. So if someone was learning Masechtas Yivamas and one the Ramban, he did, it wasn't too easy to get. The Rajba first comes to print in 1720, then again in 1756, but even those two times it's not complete. The next time it's in 1809. So all, um, so in short, it's not all that available. Uh, and the Ritva first comes to print in 1757 with Askam of So these three works, the G'dayle Rishayim, we take for granted because every, most, a lot of Yiddish houses even today um, have it, but every shul has it as a Ritva, a Rajra, Ramban, and all the Musechtas, but they didn't have it. Um, they didn't have it so accessible. Even once it was printed, it wasn't so common to have it. Many yeshivas didn't even have it before the war. Um, now, what we have now, the Ritva, the Raja Ramban, in, in fancy editions. Of course, one has to mention the Ritva with Rabaran Yafin's um, edition, which is two very fair volumes. Uh, I know people that cut out, the, there's so much material there. He deals with the manuscript information, but he also deals with being Mazber, the Ritva, and all, the whole base medrash of where the Ritva comes from. I mean, say the Ramban, the Rajba, he deals with all this in these footnotes. Tons of Tyra and Shiurim are based on these um, on, the, on these notes of his, there's Iyunim in the back, people have cut out parts of it just because it's impossible. In my day, you had to schlep around the huge Ritva, um, for Meister of Cook, it was very hard. So there was eight. So you cut out the maloom in the back, and and you had it. But um, anyway, it was very uh, incredible, incredible work. To, um, and today we have all these um, rishonim, but they didn't always have them. That that's the point of the rishonim. Now, just to mention briefly two newer discoveries, so to speak. So one is on Masechtas Yavamis. We have what we call the Rabbeinu Avram and Ahar. This is from the famous um, Bloy Rishainim. Uh, Rabbi Bloy printed numerous editions of Rishainim. Um, not so, not all of them really made it into the into the various yeshivas, but on Yavamas, Rabbi Ramanahar did make it in a lot of yeshivas. They do learn it. Um, they do use it, and it's an extensive sefer on the Masechta. And just to mention one piece of information about Rabbi Ramanahar, so I, I have a friend, his name is um, uh, Pinchas Roth, he wrote a doctorate about this Tkufa, and he has a whole section about Rabbi Ramanahar, not to be Mayach about it, but he brings a testimony of someone that knew him personally, writes about him. And he says how he's very famous, and he's an amazing person, and um he knows how to paskin um whatever comes to his way. And he in, in this doctorate, um, he has a, a section on Rabbi Ramanar. He talks specifically about his Mahalach, he's very into the Rambam. Okay, I can about Ramanar. One other reason just to conclude is the Taisis Yeshanim. Um, on, the, on the side of the Gemara, there's Taisis Yishanim, and today we have Machon Ofek has printed a complete edition of Taisis Yishanim. I've explained this, the Shaz Vilna, when they sent out people looking for different uh, materials relating to the 
Gemara, new materials. They got the Taisa Zeshanim, but it was incomplete. In the 1969, in a journal, some new material from the same manuscript is printed that was not printed by the Shaz Vilna. And Ofek came along and printed a whole uh, Masechta. I remember when I was in, and it's very important for Taisa, um, um, without getting into Barichos of what, the, what, it, what it does with Taisa, without, um, is it working with Taisa? Is it its own work? But I remember in yeshiva, when I was in the mirror, learning, um, they used to say the Ramnachem was very into the Taisis Yishanam. He was around before Ofek came out, and he even had the, the, the article that was printed in this uh, uh, academic journal, but he didn't keep it with his svarim. He kept it so it shouldn't be mixed with the svarim, this uh, academic um, chapter that he, someone had brought him about, the Taisis, uh, which had material the Taisis Yishanam. Arkan, the Rishonim on the Masech. I mean, there's many more, as you mentioned, but these are just some of the highlights. Wow, okay. So let's move on to the Achroinim. I remember when I was learning Masechtas Yivamis in Long Beach, and I'm sure this is the basis of many Masechtas Yivamis learnings in many yeshivas, is Kivegris Kasha, Masechtas Yivamis. I think it took us the whole man until we got to answer the Kasha. I think by that time I'd have been so confused. <laughs> I'm not sure I uh, was fully getting the tarots. Um, so we know there's a on Masechtas Yivamis. So talk about some of the Achroinim or Achroinim we mentioned. What specific Achroinim would you like to mention on Masechtas Yivamis? Okay, so I'll go very briefly. We first have the we have the Yamshel Shleima, who, who although he dies in about fifteen seventies, and he was the one of the Gedolei Hadar of his Tkufa, um, but his parish on Masechtas Yavamis, Yamshel Shleima is only printed many years later, seventeen thirty nine. Numerous theories are given about that, but that's not it's beyond the scope of today. Moving a little further, another guy that was active a little after the Marshal, his name was Reb Tzvi Horowitz from the famous Horowitz family, who's who's active in the 1640s and onwards, who dies in 1680, he wrote a sefer called Goyen Tzvi. And this sefer was printed after his death, like many svarim, um, in 1737. Also considered a, a useful achrin on the er, earlier achrin on the Masechta. It has very chash of askamas, of note, Rabbi Yenison Aivish's askama. Okay. Um, the Pnei Yeshua, although in a lot of Masechtas we have the Pnei Yeshua, we do not have, he writes that he did write a sefer on Masechtas Yuvamis, but and he writes he want he was going to print it separately from the rest of uh, Nashim and he uses the lashon of Ani which I've spoken about the Rosh Tevis he was going to write about Irvanid and Yavamis Lamaisa Yavamis never gets printed and we don't know what happened with it. Interestingly enough, many years later, the Aruch Lener, who I hope to talk about more by Richos, in 1850 prints a sefer um, which he says he wrote when he was very young. He emphasizes that he's doing it to, to similar to the Pnei Yeshua, because we don't even have the Pnei Yeshua, and he's very focused on Rashi, similar to what the one of the many aspects of the Pnei Yeshua, he's going to focus on in his work. But that's in 1850 when Arch does that. There's another Gainsvi that's printed in in 17, um, sorry, in 1801 from Ritzvi, Av Bezdin of Raisha, he has very chashvas kamas of that kufa. It's interesting, his almana and his children were ones actively trying to print his material. Um, and then a sefer that's also quoted a lot is the Oil David. Oil David is a very interesting Akron, um person. He In the 1770s, he begins a kesher and he learns by the Nine Yehudis, the Tamluvik Yehuda. And it seems that the most written about, the most, the person written about the most. Sorry, the person that the most chuvas are written to in the Ramuda is to this to this Rav David. Um, there's an interesting small little book on him, Rav David Deitch. Someone in Bnei Brak put out in the 2000 and in the early 2000s, and he was a prolific 
person, but not so much of as it was printed. So if you have the work on Yavamis is printed now, but not only does he have so much to do with the, not only does he have a lot to do with Rabbi Yehuda, he's also very close with Uksam Seifer. His son-in-law is the Maram Ash, another Talmud of Uksam Seifer. Um, and that's another Sefer that people use on the Masechta. Moving um, moving right along, there's a Sefer Yashris Yaakov printed in 1863 from Yaakov Drimmer, um, who dies in 1872. Also used a lot, and there's a recent new edition of it, like many other such Svarim. And and just to conclude, there, um, the, there was, there's the Karen Ira, which we've spoken about a few times, the Natsiv and Remy Sada, Velazhin, they learned the uh, Yevamas like all other yeshivas, but Velazhin, we have the Natsiv Shirim, and there's the Nuhar Shraga which we, from Ramesha Lurya, which we also spoke about him by Mayukatan, a Talmud of Velazhin in the 1870s. He prints a safer and he also makes sure to note in the Hagdama that it's a hard Masechta. Adkan, the, the, the regular Achreinim, before dealing or discussing the more the, the, the Yeshivish Svarim, so to speak, that came out before World War II. Oh, wow. We're going to get to hear you speak about Yeshivish Svarim. It's something you should try away from. Yavamas is going to be an exception? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know you. I don't know Yavamas will be an exception. I don't know what will be further, but for Yavamas, you have okay, to at least try. Fine. So take it away. Okay, so first, what makes it to your list? Okay, so I, obviously, I in the time allotted over here that we we want to keep it to a certain amount of time, so we're not going to speak about all of them. There's many, many um, Hashiva ones just and to highlight. Current, Everyone I mean, always has to. Rachem, is that before World War II? Correct. Classic. Right, so after World War II is is endless amount of Nachum. I remember when it came out, the unbelievable Simcha in the mirror that it came out finally, and and uh, people now they have many shiurim of Nachum on all different sechdas. But then it was a big thing. Yevamis, when's it coming out? And it finally came out. It took a long time till it came out. But anyway, so first we have Rebel Chanan Kaivitz Aris. This is the one of the go-to svarim. On the why is it printed with the Chuvasarazva? Now, it's interesting. I try to find out about that. I cannot come up with a good answer. It's, I don't know why. They pulled together. There's no introduction to explain why they decided to put in the Raj, but all this material from the Raj, but it's extremely useful. It seems Rabbi Hanan's son wrote Ha'aris, little Ha'aris on it also, but there's no explanation why. But it, it, I, I guess it, the point was, is Rabbi Hanan held, um, the, the Raj was very important, and the Chubas is a ton of literature, and it's forgotten about, so let's put it into the Sefer. Um, also interesting, everyone always loves to quote this always, is Rebbe Hanan has Agdama with some interesting historical ideas about Svarim. It's printed in his Kaivas Aras and Yivamas. And he and the Rebbe Hanan doesn't need anyone to tell we don't need to discuss the fame and the gallus of Rebbe Hanan, his great Talmidim and the impact that he had on so many people pre-World War II. Um, one of the Gedalim, and um, interesting, I, I have to mention, there was a beautiful article put out by a, a Dovi Schaefer in the Mishpacha in recent times about Rebbe Hanan, tons of new material, he spent a lot of time researching him, um, and he put out a beautiful article, and he gave me permission that if someone emails me, I could send out a PDF of the article, again, at eliezerbrot.gmail.com, but... With that, but I don't need to give any um, anything about. I don't need to say anything. And who am I to even say anything about Rebbe Hanan? But Rebbe Chaim Meiser, the brother-in-law of Rebbe Hanan, when he he gives askama to the sefer and he writes about it, extremely impressive askama. Um, he doesn't know why Rebbe Hanan is even asking, but he says Matzibam Haaris Amukais Faris Meir Einayim, and he he very very impressive askama from Rebbe Chaim Meiser um, that um, on the sefer. Talking about Chaim Eizer, Chaim Eizer and Achiezer, who didn't write on on um, the Seder of Shas so much, but we have in his Chuvas Achiezer important Chuvas also relating to Yavamis. Um, 
which shows Reb Chaim Oizer in his galus, which is a, a, shil, a combination of Bekius and Eon and Amkos and everything. Um, and I don't need to, what's his name, Reb Chaim Oizer, one doesn't need to talk about, especially we have a beautiful work from Reb Shemi Yosef Zevin, which analyzes Mahalach Halimud, and in recent, a year or two ago, Reb Dovid Kamenetsky, a good friend of mine, put out a beautiful book, part one on Reb Chaim Oizer. hopefully uh, the next book will come out soon, where he deals with uh, Reb Chaim Oizer, the, the great goggle of, of before World War II, of the, of the yeshiva world, the chal of the world at the time, and he puts them in proper perspective uh, in, in different aspects and trying to figure out with um, all different issues that were going on in Kali's role, Rukhaim Moiser's role. Okay. What's interesting relating to Yavamis, I found, is that Rukhaim Moiser, um, bro- I mentioned, is the brother in law of Reb El Khanan. Now, who did they? Reb El Khanan marries Rameir Atlas. It seems this Rameir Atlas is a guy, it was an unbelievable hush of a yid, a Rav. And now, the, his his daughter married a Rabbi Yehuda Leib Shapiro. Rabbi Yehuda Leib Shapiro dies without children. Rabbi Yehuda Leib Shapiro is the son of the Devar of Ram. Rabbi Ram Shapiro, one of the great, also great, great Gedolim, I would love to maybe one day um, return to talk all about in Barichos. And this Rabbi Yehuda Leib dies without children. The Devar of Ram does Chalitza, and we also have to mention in the Devar of Ram, there's also material on um, Yavamis, and Reb Chaim Oizer, in his after his wife, his first wife dies, he ends up marrying this Reb Yehuda Leib Shapiro, um, and he, that's how he becomes the brother-in-law of Reb Chanan. So it's a Yibum connection over here, and there's some material of this Reb Yehuda Leib, um, which one could find in the back of the one of the volumes of the Varavra. To conclude, one of the um, one of the svarim on, of the yeshiva world, one of my svarim that I always used to love, I had a personal connection to it, Ashishtikal, um, is Demre Maisha. Demre Maisha was the Rosh Yeshiva of Brisk in Rukhaim's time, a Talmud of Rukhaim, and it was considered one of the most, um, I, I guess till today it still is, I, in my day it was one of the top, Chashifs the Lamdash Svarim on, on different Masechtas. With the Saman, whenever he had Samanim, Yavamas, he has a lot of material. Um, his Talmud wrote all of, so My personal connection was I, my great uncle learned by him. His name was Rabbi Zions. He learned by this, by the Rimeisha. He spoke about him very highly to me a bunch of times when I was younger. So from then on, I always had a Chiba to the Rimeisha to, to make sure to have it right away and use it whenever I had opportunity. But just to conclude, a Talmud of his wrote a beautiful, um, I guess, a page or two about Imre Maisha in his Sefer on called Birchus Aretz on Inyani Oimer and Shtei Alechem. And this Talmud writes time about Imre Maisha that it was said in the Yeshiva world. This is being written in the 1930s in the Yeshiva world. This is the one of the Svarim that had the most Chedushim at that time that was being that was accepted by everyone. And Meirdika depth and Amkus and Svar. There's there's actually pieces of Reb Chaim in here also. And he writes down about the tremendous, that he writes about the Rimeisha, describing him as being an unbelievable Rebbe. He had a tremendous relationship with his Talmidim, and he was a Merdika ability to be Oymik and sit with a tre- tremendous Asmada. He used to lock himself in a room for periods of time to be to be uninterrupted so he could prepare, I guess, um, and put out some of his uh, amazing tire that he became uh, um, famous for. Okay, Adkan, that just, those are just some of the many. Um, highlights of, of this farm pre-World War II. After World War II, there's an explosion. The explosion is still continuing. I mean, even this week, I got an email of someone sending a, a thousand-page chibur on Yavamis. It's endless um, um, what ends up happening. But um, and continues to happen as we speak. There'll probably be a few more learning Dafya Excellent, excellent. Okay, so we have some G'day we got to get back to. 
Varvram, who else did you mention that you'd like to speak about in the near future? We'll try to highlight about that. Avram, yeah. one day. Okay. So Avram is a, is a whole, uh, we'll, we'll see. And who wrote one the day. article in the Mishpacha magazine? Dovi Schaefer. in Hebrew or English? English, in English. On Rebbe Khan, an excellent article, and he uh, asked permission, and he I could send it out, send the email, and I mentioned also the article about all the Svarim on Yavamis, the Rishayim from Aaron Gabai, also could send out. So excellent. Again, E-L-I-E-Z-E-R-B-R-O-D-T at gmail.com. Okay, looking forward to speaking with you again shortly.